0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles Daily Reading Conference call. We read from the text of Course in Miracles Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends as the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net. Or if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read a Course in Miracles OE. On that, Uh, same list of menu options there's a tab for lesson sign up and if you select that you can sign up to receive both a daily uh, a copy of the daily lesson as well as the reading for the day sent to you from the Course in Miracles Society my name is Lori Cameron this call is Monday through Friday from about 915 to about 11 a.m. Eastern and today we're continuing a reading of chapter 5 healing and wholeness this section 8 time and eternity we're also mindful of our lesson today which is review lesson 60 God is the love in which I forgive God is the strength in which I trust there's nothing to fear God's voice speaks to me all through the day and I am sustained by the love of God given that Fran is uh, absent this morning I'd like to ask that we consider um, whether or not you'd like to volunteer to lead our lesson reflection at the top of the hour and volunteers are welcome today and so by way of opening (laughs) this opening has changed so many times because there are so many sources from which to draw Our being which is sustained by the love of God but I was really enamored of this this morning from Piralaya Amazon in his writings notes notes from the open path a piece about gentleness was shared this morning and in light of our meditation today I have this follow the gentleness you'll know it by its welcome There is a sun warmth inside, nurturing the fruit of your being, Rumi tells us. A love breath that lets you open infinitely. Let its gentleness pervade your mind and heart and body. It's already present, so you don't have to make it up. There's sun warmth inside, nurturing the fruit of your being. Amen. Thank you, Roy. Mm, That's my privilege. Okay, friends, here's our reading list this morning. We have LeMoyne, Robin Marie, Donna, Jessica, Karen, and someone new joined us this morning, Seema. And so we extend our very warm welcome and hope we can um, blaze a trail with you. And we're joined in listening this morning by Judy and Harrison. Has anyone else joined us? Let's see, who would like to be on the reading list for just take say good morning? And I don't see anyone else. So, here we go. We're in Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, Section 8, Time and Eternity. Beginning with paragraph 70. The continuing will to remain separated is the only possible reason for continuing guilt feelings. We've said this before, but we did not emphasize the destructive results of this decision at that time. Any decision of the mind will affect both behavior and experience. What you will, you expect. This is not delusional. Your mind does create your future, and it can turn back to full creation at any minute if it accepts the Atonement first. It will also turn back to full creation the instant it has done so. Having given up its thought disorder, the proper ordering of thought becomes quite apparent.
1: Uh, time and Eternity. The continuing will to remain separated is the only possible reason for continuing guilt feelings. We have said this before, but we did not emphasize the destructive results of this decision at that time. Any decision of the mind will affect both behavior and experiences. What you will, you expect. This is not delusional. Your mind does create your future and it can turn it back to full creation at any minute if it accepts the atonement first. It will also turn back to full creation the instant it has done so. Having given up its thought disorder, the proper ordering of thought becomes quite apparent God in his knowledge is not waiting but his kingdom is bereft while you wait all the sons of God are waiting for your return just as you are waiting for theirs delay does not matter in eternity but it is tragic in time you have elected to be in time rather than eternity, and have therefore changed your belief in your status. Yet your election is both free and alterable. You do not belong in time. Your place is only in eternity, where God himself placed you forever."
0: Thank you, Lemoyne and Robin Marie. 71.
2: God in his knowledge is not waiting, but his kingdom is bereft while you wait. All the sons of God are waiting for your return, just as you are waiting for theirs. Delay does not matter in eternity, but it is tragic in time. You have elected to be in time rather than eternity and have therefore changed your belief in your status. Let your election, yet your election is both free and alterable. You do not belong in time. Your place is only in eternity where God himself placed you forever. 72. Guilt feelings are the preservers of time. They induce fears of future retaliation or abandonment, and thus ensure that the future will remain like the past. This is the ego's continuity, and gives it a false sense of security through the belief that you cannot escape from it. But you can and must. God offers you the continuity of eternity in exchange. When you choose to make this exchange, you will simultaneously exchange guilt for joy, viciousness for love, and pain for peace. My role is only to unchain your will and make it free. Your ego cannot accept this freedom and will oppose your free decision at every possible moment and in every possible way. And as its maker you recognize what it can do because you gave it the power to do it.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie. And Donna. 72.
3: Guilt feelings are the preservers of time. They induce fears of future retaliation or abandonment and thus ensure that the future will remain like the past. This is the ego's continuity and gives it a false sense of security through the belief that you cannot escape from it. But you can and must. God offers you the continuity of eternity in exchange. When you choose to make this exchange, you will simultaneously exchange guilt for joy, Viciousness for love and pain for peace. My role is only to unchain your will and make it free. Your ego cannot accept and your ego cannot accept this freedom and will oppose your free decision at every possible moment and in every possible way. And as its maker, you recognize what it can do because you gave it the power to do it. 73. The mind does indeed know its power because the mind does indeed know God. Remember the kingdom always and remember that you who are part of the kingdom cannot be lost. The mind that was in me is in you, for God creates with perfect fairness. Let the Holy Spirit remind you always of his fairness, and let me teach you how to share it with your brothers. How else can the chance to claim it for yourself be given you? What you do not understand is that the two voices speak for different interpretations Of the same thing simultaneously, or almost simultaneously, for the ego always speaks first. Alternate interpretations were unnecessary until the first one was made, and speaking itself was unnecessary before the ego was
0: made. Thank you, Donna. And Jessica.
2: 73. The mind does indeed know its power, because the mind does indeed know God. Remember the kingdom always, and remember that you who are part of the kingdom cannot be lost. The mind that was in me is in you. For God creates with perfect fairness. Let the Holy Spirit remind you always of his fairness. And let me teach you how to share it with your brothers. How else can the chance to claim it for yourself be given you? What you do not understand is that the two voices speak for different interpretations of the same thing simultaneously or almost simultaneously, for the ego always speaks first. Alternate interpretations were unnecessary until the first one was made, and speaking itself was unnecessary before the ego was made. 74, the ego speaks in judgment, and the Holy Spirit reverses its decisions much as the Supreme Court has the power to reverse the lower court's decisions about the laws of this world. The ego's decisions are always wrong because they are based on a complete fallacy which they were made to uphold. Nothing the ego perceives is interpreted correctly. Not only does it cite scripture for its purpose, but it even interprets scripture as a witness for itself. The Bible is a fearful thing to the ego because of its prejudiced judgment. Perceiving it as fearful, it interprets it fearfully. Having made you afraid, you do not appeal to the higher courts because you believe its judgment would be against you.
0: Thank you,
4: Jessica, and Karen. 74. The ego speaks in judgment, and the Holy Spirit reverses its decisions, much as the Supreme Court has power to reverse the lower court's decisions about the laws of this world. The ego's decisions are always wrong because they are based on complete fallacy which they made up to uphold. Excuse me, which they made to uphold. Nothing the ego perceives is interpreted correctly. Not only does it cite scripture for its purpose, but it even interprets scripture as a witness for itself. The Bible is a fearful thing to the ego because of its prejudiced judgment Perceiving it is fearful, it interprets it fearfully. Having Having made you afraid, you do not appeal to the higher court because you believe its judgment would be against you. 75. We need only cite a few examples to see how the ego's interpretations have misled you. A favorite ego quotation is, quote, as ye sow, so shall ye reap. Unquote. Another is, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Unquote. Still another is, quote, I will visit the sins of the father unto the third and fourth generations. Unquote. And also, quote, the wicked shall perish. Unquote. There are many others, but if you will let. The Holy Spirit reinterpret these in His own light. They will suffice. Thank you, Karen.
0: And uh, Seema, have you noticed if your copy of the Course is going along with, uh, as we're reading?
5: Actually, it is not. So is it okay if I listen? And maybe in the future? It is. That's absolutely okay, right? okay. and I might have to go a little bit early so just apologizing in advance thank you
0: oh that's sweet thank you and we're so thank glad you. you joined us thank, thank you um, so do we have a new reader then for 75 and 76 this is Sandra is there you... A new... thank you Sandra
6: 75. We need cite only a few examples to see how the ego's interpretations have misled you. A favorite ego quotation is, As ye sow, so shall ye reap. Another is, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Still another is, I will visit the sins of the Father unto the third and fourth generation. And also, the wicked shall perish. There are many others, but if you will let the Holy Spirit reinterpret these in his own light, they will suffice. As you sow, so shall you reap, merely means that what you believe to be worth cultivating, you will cultivate in yourself. Your judgment of what is worthy makes it worthy for you. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, is easily explained if you remember that Ideas increase only by being shared. This quotation, therefore, emphasizes the fact that vengeance cannot be shared. Give it, therefore, to the Holy Spirit, who will undo it in you because it does not belong in your mind, which is part of God.
0: Thank you, Sandra. Yeah, would there be another new reader for 76
5: and 77? Excuse me, I found the paragraph in my book. Can I read? Oh, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in my book, it's paragraph six. I just hope um, it is good, you know, with the, your book. So I, I'll go ahead and read. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I will. Sure. I will visit the sins of the fathers, unto the third and fourth generation. Is this right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, sorry. Okay. Uh, and we are reading footnotes, right? Uh, no. no. We are not. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Okay. As interpreted by the ego, is particularly vicious. Uh, I will read the line again. I will visit the sins of the fathers, Unto the third and fourth generation, as interpreted by the ego, is particularly vicious. It is used, in fact, as an attempt to guarantee the ego's survival beyond itself. Actually, all it really means is that the Holy Spirit, in later generations, retains the power to interpret correctly what former generations had thought. And thus release their thoughts from the ability to, produ- to produce fear anywhere in the sonship. Paragraph 7. The wicked shall perish is merely a statement of fact if the word perish is properly understood. Every loveless thought must be undone. Even the word undone is fearful to the ego which interprets i am undone as i am destroyed the ego will not be destroyed because it is part of your thought because it is uncreative and therefore unsharing it will be reinterpreted entirely to release you from fear the part of your thought which you have given to the ego, will merely return to the kingdom where your whole mind belongs. The ego is a form of arrest, but arrest is merely delay. It does not involve the concept of police at all, although the ego welcomes that interpretation. You can delay the completion of the kingdom but you cannot introduce the concept of assault into it. Thank you, Seema. Very nice.
0: Is there a new reader then for uh, paragraph 78 and 79? 78 and 79? alrighty, back to you, LeMoyne okay.
1: the ego will not be destroyed because it is a part of your thought but because it is uncreated and therefore unsharing it will be reinterpreted entirely to release you from fear the part of your thought which you have given to the ego will merely return to the kingdom where your whole mind belongs. The ego is a form of arrest, but arrest is merely delay. It does not involve the concept of punishment, although the ego welcomes that interpretation. You can delay the completion of the kingdom, but you cannot interpret. You can delay the completion of the kingdom, but you cannot introduce the concept of assault into it. When I said, quote, I come, I am come as the light unto the world, unquote, I surely came to share the light with you. Remember the symbolic reference we made before to the ego's dark glass And remember also that we said, quote, do not look there. It is still true that where you look to find yourself is up to you. The higher court will not condemn you. It will merely dismiss the case against you. There can be no case against the child of God. And every witness to guilt in God's creation is bearing false witness to God himself.
0: Thank you, LeMoyne. And Robin Marie.
2: 79. When I said, quote, I am come as a light into the world. Unquote. I surely came to share the light with you. Remember the symbolic reference we made before to the ego's dark glass. And remember also what we said quote, Do not look there. Unquote. It is still true that quote, where you look to find yourself is up to you. Unquote. The higher court will not condemn you. It will merely, merely dismiss the case against you. There can be no case against a child of God, and every witness to guilt in God's creations is bearing false witness, false witness to God Himself. Eighty, appeal everything you believe gladly to God's own higher court, because it speaks for Him, and therefore speaks truly. It will dismiss the case against you, however carefully you have built it. The case may be foolproof, but it is not God-proof. The voice for God will not hear it at all, because he can only witness truly. His verdict will always be, quote, Thine is the kingdom, unquote, because he was given you to remind you
0: of what you are. Thank you, Robert Marie and Donna. 80.
3: Eighty. Appeal everything you believe gladly to God's own higher court because it speaks for him and therefore speaks truly. It will dismiss the case against you. However carefully you have built it, the case may be fool, foolproof, but it is not God-proof. The voice of God will not hear it at all, because he can only witness truly. His verdict will always be, quote, thine is the kingdom, end quote, because he was given to you to remind you of what you are, 81. Your patience with each other is your patience with yourselves. Is not a child of God worth patience? I have shown you infinite patience because my will is that of our Father, from whom I learned of infinite patience. His voice was in me as it is in you, speaking for patience toward the sonship, in the name of its creator, what you need to learn now is that only infinite patience can produce immediate effects. This is the way in which in, in which time is exchanged for eternity infinite patience calls upon infinite love and by producing results now. It renders time unnecessary.
0: Thank you, Donna and Jessica.
5: Sorry.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, 81, your patience with each other is your patience with yourself. Is not a child of God worth patience? I have shown you infinite patience because my will is that of our Father from whom I learned of infinite patience. His voice was in me as it is in you, speaking for patience towards the sonship in the name of its creator. What you need to learn now is that Only infinite patience can produce immediate effects. This is the way in which time is exchanged for eternity. Infinite patience calls upon infinite love, and by producing results now, it renders time unnecessary. 82. To say that time is temporary is merely redundant. We have repeatedly said that time is a learning device which will be abolished when it is no longer useful the holy spirit who speaks for god in time also knows that time is meaningless he reminds you of this in every passing moment of time because it is because it is his special function to return you to eternity and remain to bless your creations there. He is the only blessing you can truly give because he is so truly blessed, and because he has been given you because he has been given you so freely by God, you must give him as you received him.
0: Thank you,
4: Jessica, Uh, and Karen. 82. To say that time is temporary is merely redundant. We have repeatedly said that time is a learning device, which will be abolished when it is no longer useful. The Holy Spirit, who speaks for God in time, also knows that time is meaningless. He reminds you of this in every passing moment of time because it is his special function to return you to eternity and remain to bless your creations there. He is the only blessing you can truly give because he is so truly blessed and because he has been given you so freely by God, you must give him as you received him.
0: Thank you, Karen, and thank you everyone who read today from this beautiful section 8, Time and Eternity. Um, let's see here. Just to touch on a few ideas in this section. From paragraph 70, the continuing will to remain separated is the only possible reason for continuing guilt feelings. And he wants us to know any decision of the mind will affect both behavior and experience. What you will, you expect. Your mind does create your future, and it can turn back to full creation at any minute if it accepts atonement first. In 71, all the sons of God are waiting for your return, just as you are waiting for theirs. Because you do not belong in time, and your place is only in eternity, where God himself placed you forever. 72. Guilt feelings are the preservers of time. They ensure that the future will remain like the past, and this is the ego's continuity, giving you a false sense of security through the belief that you cannot escape from it, but you can, and must. God offers you the continuity of eternity in exchange and when you choose to make this exchange you will simultaneously exchange guilt for joy viciousness for love and pain for peace my role is only to unchain your will and make it free from 73 remember the kingdom always And remember that you who are part of the kingdom cannot be lost the mind that was in me is in you let me teach you how to share it with your brothers how else can you claim how else can the chance to claim it for yourself be given you what you do not understand is that two voices speak for different interpretations of the same thing simultaneously Or almost simultaneously, for the ego always speaks first. In 74, the ego speaks in judgment, and the Holy Spirit reverses its decision. Much as the Supreme Court has the power to reverse the lower court decisions about the laws of this world. The ego's decisions are always wrong, because they are based on a complete fallacy with which they were made to uphold. Nothing the ego perceives is interpreted correctly. Not only does it cite scripture for its purposes, but it even interprets scripture as a witness for itself. Having made you afraid, you do not appeal to the higher court because you believe its judgment would be against you. He goes on to cite examples that illustrate how we need to ask for a reinterpretation. Of our ideas that disturb us. And then in 78, the ego will not be destroyed because it is part of your thought, but because it is uncreative and therefore unsharing, it will be reinterpreted entirely to release you from fear. The part of your thought which you have given to the ego will merely return to the kingdom where your whole mind belongs. You can delay the completion of the kingdom, but you cannot introduce the concept of assault into it. In 79, when I said, I am come as a light into the world, I surely came to share the light with you. It is still true that where you look to find yourself is up to you. And so he enjoins us in 80 to appeal everything you believe gladly to God's own higher court, because it speaks for him. therefore speaks truly it will dismiss the case against you the Holy Spirit can only witness truly and his verdict will always be thine as the kingdom because he was given you to remind you of what you are 81 your patience with each other is your patience with yourselves is not a child of God worth patience The Holy Spirit's voice was in me as it is in you, speaking for patience for the Sonship in the name of its Creator. And what you need to learn now is that only infinite patience can produce immediate effects. This is the way in which time is exchanged for eternity. Infinite patience calls upon infinite love, and by producing results now, it renders time unnecessary. And finally the Holy Spirit's special function is to return you to eternity and remain to bless your creations there he is the only blessing you can truly give because he is so truly blessed and because he has been given you so freely by God you must give him as you received him and there we have it section 8 in healing and wholeness and let's see I wonder, um it's a couple of minutes before the top of the hour, but in order to um, let these ideas settle in our mind more fully and completely, I wonder if now would be a great time to turn to our lesson and reflect on how this is done. Has anybody decided they'd like to lead our reflection this morning?
3: This is Donna, and if no one else is, I will.
0: Um, Thank you, Donna. We'll turn to you.
3: I'd like to move into the lesson this morning, carrying the quality of our opening on gentleness, and a sentence from paragraph 81, infinite patience calls upon infinite love and by producing results now, it renders time unnecessary. And from paragraph five in review one, the first sentence, the purpose of learning is to enable you to bring the quiet with you and to heal distress and turmoil. In Lesson 60, 47 through 50, five days, God is the love in which I forgive. God is the strength which I trust. There is nothing to fear. God's voice speaks to me all through the day. I am sustained by the love of God. And a little from each paragraph. God is the love in which I forgive. Those who have accepted their innocence see nothing to forgive. God is the strength in which I trust. As I begin to see, I recognize his reflection on earth because I feel the stirring of his strength In me, there is nothing to fear. I recognize everyone, my dearest friend. God's voice speaks to me all through the day. There is not a moment in which his voice fails to direct my thoughts, guide my actions, and lead my feet. I am walking steadily on toward truth because God's voice is the only voice and the only guide that has been given to his son. I am sustained by the love of God. I remember that I am his son. Let us reflect a moment in gentleness Lesson 60. God is the love in which I forgive. God is the strength in which I trust. There is nothing to fear. God's voice speaks to me all through the day. I am sustained by the love of God. And a prayer. Let us remember God is real, and so are we. Amen.
0: Amen. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Donna. That was beautifully done. Thank you, Donna. Thanks,
2: Donna. That was wonderful.
3: This is Donna. Let me thank God. This is hard for me to believe now, but last night I briefly ran through what we were going to read today and briefly looked at the lesson. I thought, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even going tomorrow. I just, that's just that's as insane as that sounds. <laughs> that's how I received it. And as I was reading the Course in Love this morning, I got this thing to come today. And I will never argue with that. So I'm here because the Holy Spirit sent me. But God is so awesomely good. And uh, I am complete.
0: Thank you, Donna. Thank you for listening and thank you for attending to that voice. Lori,
2: I was wondering if uh, Seema had the original edition, if that's maybe why she um, didn't Uh, have exactly what was going on.
0: I'm gathering, um, you'll have to correct me, Seema, if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking you have the purple book called the
5: CE. Um, Yes, I have the purple book. And I wasn't, Okay. some lines were different. Then um, other uh-huh. you know people were reading. So yeah, so maybe for now I think I will pass the reading because I don't want other people to miss. Right? If I don't okay. read, right? And, and I mean, I don't. Yes, reading, and that's purple. I'm just me- yeah. I have purple book. Is is there a different book? You. Uh,
0: we read from um, we read from a book uh, that's called the original edition it is uh, somewhat different
2: and okay. um
0: uh, the book you have um is uh, largely reorganized by chapter and paragraph and even section titles so it becomes right. kind of difficult to follow with this much of it is the same uh, but its okay. organization is quite a bit different oh, um, okay okay and so you can access the, the book that we read from. It is available online if you have a computer or mm-hmm. Internet connection. And you can see exactly what we read from by going to okay. JC. The, the website is net. And on that website, there's a number of little tabs. And one toward the right is called... Uh, um, original. Right well, now, I have to look at it myself. One toward the right is called online edition. And if you put your mouse over that online edition tab and follow it down, it says read ACIMOe, and that's the entire text of what we read from. The book itself is rather um, very dark blue with pearls on it, and it's called the original edition, but. Uh, there's no reason you can't read from it online either and follow us exactly,
5: okay? Okay, I will try that next time. So I wrote down what okay. you said, and I will try that next time. Okay, thank you.
0: All okay. right. Thank you very much. Either way, either way, let me say we are just absolutely delighted that you've joined us. Uh, oh. Every mind that joins makes us fuller. So thank welcome. Thank you. I'm welcome, very welcome. delighted
5: to. Thank you. Okay.
0: All and, right. And here. I might... Uh,
2: And I might add that your reading was great. (laughs) So, you know, if you feel like reading and it's not exactly, you know, the number that we're on, but it's what we're reading, please do. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. you.
5: Next time I will will find the online. Thank you.
0: Okay, just because it's easier to follow.
5: Patricia concurs, your reading was great, honey. Yes. Well thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here and listening to everybody. You guys are all wonderful. It all says (laughs) the same.
0: You're in harmony. Doesn't matter what book. Charles.
7: Hello everyone. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love I love I love I love I love the love. I love the love. I was going to mention that uh, I go to ChristMind.info, I-N-F-O, and that uh, has the book with the pearls on it, and that's where I read from. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Thanks, Charles. It's, it's, Another great, teachings rich website. Mind. Yeah.
7: Mm-hmm. Teachings of ChristMind, the library. Christmind.info info.
0: Yep. Thank you,
7: Charles.
5: Hmm. So was that another uh, way to access that Charles yeah, shared? It's,
7: it's, it's to say, it's a, if you went to where she sent you, they would send you to this one, which is Christmind.info info.
5: Okay. And,
7: oh, so that's a, if you went to the other site where she sent you, and you hit that link, it would bring you to this one, which is the Christ Mind Library.
5: Okay, great. Okay, thank you very much.
7: Yeah, it's all, all the books written by in the Christ Mind. Yeah.
4: Hi, it's Karen uh, Tima. You could also just get the app, which is free, which is ACIM. Edition. It's very simple, and you could just read it on your cell phone. What is it mm. called? ACIM. I'm sorry. ACIM Original Edition. O E. It's an okay. app o- in the app And it's free. Okay. O E. Okay,
7: yeah.
5: For next time, you know, I I will definitely uh, try to have it right. So thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> It, it's all
0: good, my dear. Mm. All
5: good. Thank you. I'll I'll
0: put a plug in for that app. You can get it for Android in uh, the Play Store. You can get it for your Apple device uh, in the App Store. And you'll recognize there are several ACIM apps, but you'll recognize the one we use because it's dark blue with the pearls on it, and it is absolutely free. So. Uh, thanks for remembering that, Karen. I bet I use it a dozen or more times a day. So it's a great, handy uh, thing. Wherever you are, you can access uh, The Course in Miracles. So thank you.
3: This is Donna, and I just wanted to check in. Can the books uh, freely be bought from the Course in Miracles Society in, um, by the phone number? I mean, that's how I got my first two. So um do they have books that if someone called and wanted to order them, they, they do that also or not really?
0: Uh, yeah. Actually, oh. let's see. There's an online store, and the ACIM books are uh, listed under that tab. And there is a phone number you can call uh, or you can order it online. And One oftentimes of the- they offer them at very reduced price um, because of a little ding or what have you in the spine um, and so oftentimes you'll find those at half price so,
3: is, is, that the, is that 771-076 number uh,
0: let's see <laughs> I can't remember but I think you're probably right
3: okay because um, that's how I uh, praise God for reverend joy that's how I got my first two books and I'm I barely can read this one. Up. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for that information. You bet, Donna. Thank you.
7: As they say, bring your voice. The voice you, it, that's what I love to hear. The voices on this are just phenomenal. The words are nice, but when the voice is given to the words, wow, what a difference. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Charles. Right back at ya. Mm.
0: <laughs> That's for sure. Patricia here. Charles, there's um, an echoing. I, I think of it because I've got a little popcorn thing I do that the. That The souls are popping awake, you know, where um, it's turning out that there are many. I'm searching out, you know, how we're communicating these days. So I, I look out across the planet in different languages and I've discovered something. It was shared here recently and it's all over the place that people are turning the page of the Course in Miracle book, it doesn't matter what version. It's actually the curriculum. And there's this field, of vibration, that one scientist said that the actual book has a, I don't know, some high open frequency in it. But just to make my story shorter, I'm hearing several people confess at a time where it feels safe to do it, and of course in miracle gatherings, that they go to turn the page and it's blank. And it's filled with light. And it just, it just lights them up. And they, they don't know what's happening. And then they realize as they look into it that the words are appearing as they look. And as they turn the next page that it's empty and it's only the light in the book itself is the light in them. And they're, they're confessing to everybody in their groups. They don't know what's happening to them and saying, the common thread I find. The common thread is their lives are changed forever. And they've got a sense that they are the love, that they have written every word on this book. They are not separate from any author or story of any kind, That every story only serves the one turning the empty page. <laughs> so there's a rumor going out now, And the book's getting in all kinds of languages and going underground and everywhere because people are saying, look, you can hang in here long enough. The page is going to open up to something inside you that's full of light and love and has no words on it until you bring it alive. Isn't that amazing? We're on to something here and... It's a miracle. Thank you for being with you. Thank you.
7: Mm.
0: Oh, thank you, Patricia. Uh, I'm really
7: happy to hear that. Mm.
5: Thank you, Patricia. That was beautiful.
7: I love that. I'm a book unwritten. That's beautiful. It's like a love letter from the creator to the created. Beautiful, thank you, Patricia.
2: This is Jessica, and I just want to make a general comment about this work. Um, people use the word beautiful a lot, and I think it is entirely perfect for the description of what we read every day. And All these words are the most beautiful thing there is because it points to our creator, our relationship with our creator, our communicator with our creator, our true self, the truth of where we are and who we are, um, and who each other are together. (laughs) So um, it is more beautiful than the most beautiful flower and more beautiful than the most beautiful sunset and more beautiful than the most beautiful person or baby, which I'm obsessed with babies. I love babies, but these words and this truth is the most beautiful
7: thing
0: and complete.
7: Thank you, sir. Thank Thank you, you. Jessica. Thank you.
0: Thank
5: you, Jessica. Very, very
0: heart-opening.
5: If I may add, um, I, I agree with you, Jessica, fully. Um, you know, like some of you know me from another um, Reverend Pam's um, group. So sometimes I'm able to attend, but I feel, I, you know, I might get short of words to express myself, but I feel like a very um, safe blanket over me when I read this and when I hear all of you because, you know, I have lived in fear and uh I'm working on myself, and it it is just so so beyond uh, like words i can't i don't have the words to express, so I just feel wonderful, really safe being um being you know with you all and your shares and sharing with you all and listening to this this book is just so good. <laughs> I, you know, I'm sorry. I, I don't express myself very well, but this is all I wanted to say. I just, I feel great. Thank you so much. Mm, no, oh, that you. was
0: beautiful, my dear. That very warm blanket um, image was just very inviting. Thank you very much.
7: Mm. Yes, refuge and strength. I love that. Thank you.
0: Good morning everyone this is Lori and um, I I really uh, love this section today and with um, today's lesson uh, the two are such a powerful invitation to listen listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit somewhere else in the text he says the Holy Spirit is as loud as your willingness to listen and um, and there's this wonderful thing that happens when I realize I'm not my thoughts. you know, these thoughts that come and go all day long, and certain of them are more attractive than others to the ego. Judgment thoughts are very, very attractive. Um, but learning to listen to the Holy Spirit is, uh, in my mind, in my practice, equal to learning to observe my thoughts and recognize that I am not my thoughts. There's a freedom that we're invited into. um, The freedom to recognize I and the ego are not the same. And in order to facilitate that recognition we're given the voice the capital V voice of god always 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 interpreting my misthought to correct thought and he does it by contrast um it's the only way he says the only way i can learn is by contrast when i listen to the voice of the ego I experience ego like effects, lack of peace, separation, judgment, blame, condemnation, fear, guilt, above all. And he wants me to recognize that ego thoughts will predictably cause those kind of experiences in my mind. And in my life and will induce me to act out of fear the voice of the Holy Spirit on the other hand uh, is quiet and I'm reminded of, of how we're told about forgiveness he says forgiveness looks and waits and judges not the voice of the Holy Spirit as loud as my willingness to listen will always correct my mistaken thoughts and when I listen to the Holy Spirit I will experience different effects of those thoughts I'll start to have experiences of freedom of release an experience of happiness moving all all the way toward joy sometimes and a feeling of magnitude magnanimity the feeling that uh, this makes me happy enough i'd like to share it with you those kind of experiences and so as i followed this voice as i learned to release my mistaken ideas and listen more closely to the voice of the holy spirit he says god's God's voice speaks to me all through the day as i learn to not trail along the path of ego thoughts the way it wants to lead me but rather recognize there's another way there's another voice there's another way to see there's another way to think there's another way to interpret this thing that hurts me as I learn to do that over and over and over, I'm led out of time into eternity. You know, it's, it's one thing to tell your mind that, that uh, guilt is the preserver of time. It makes the past like the future. And if I apply that thought to my mind like a band-aid, that's not going to change my experience. But if I recognize that guilt feelings are the preserver of time, and I have this feeling of guilt, I can turn instantly to the voice of the Holy Spirit, appeal that thought to the higher court, and the higher court will release me from that mistaken thought. And then one day, You'll walk down the stairs and open the door and as you do, you'll realize this soul, this soul that you are, this soul that I am, is eternal. That everything learned is remembered for eternity. That every correction by the Holy Spirit is a correction toward truth. Truth doesn't disappear. Once you know it, you can't unknow it. Um, I think of a time... I was uh, driving with my sister, and it was a long drive, so I had a lot of time and to just freely share our thoughts and ideas. Anyway, she was trying to decide whether or not to, um, well, it doesn't matter what she was trying to decide. In any event, the longer we discussed it, um, the more it became clear to me that as we release our mistaken ideas together, we find ourselves in eternity. And I looked at her and I said, you know, Carol, it's already eternity. That's what I mean when I say the Holy Spirit um, leads me to have different experiences, different thoughts, different actions. And these actions proceed from a place in me that I had been unaware of I didn't know it was there he says our miracle impulses rightly reside in our subconscious and they naturally flow out of us as I allow my mind to be corrected by Holy Spirit reinterpret me to me. that's what he does the Holy Spirit reinterprets me to me What happens is a natural flow of loving thoughts and actions proceed in ways that I haven't thought of. They just arise when the occasion calls for it. And so in this way, he reinterprets me to me so that I remember. So that I remember everything that was natural, a part of me in creation. All that I had forgotten when I listened to the voice of the ego telling me what everything is and what everything means um I think that's what I wanted to say the other thing that I just want to say is that patience that patience in paragraph 81 if I inquire deeply into that paragraph what I discover is this is the mechanism for learning how to forgive infinite patience leads to an immediate effect. Why? Because I've stopped my thinking. I'm looking, I'm waiting, and I'm judging not. And in that, in that gesture, I experience release from what troubled me. Paragraph 81 contains three things. It's the privilege of the released to release. This is how I experience a miracle. That I could share, because patience will be shared, and it's also how to forgive, so I was really happy uh, to read today's section, especially in light of the fact that God's voice speaks to me all through the day
7: when I listen. I'm complete. Amen, thank you, dear Lori. Thanks, Laurie.
5: Thank you, Lori.
2: Thank you, Lori. And your voice is so calming and peaceful, and I really enjoy it. Thank you.
7: She does a beautiful job.
0: Thanks, Barbara.
6: This is Sandra. Um, Yeah, thank you for your focus, Lori, on God's voice speaks to me all through the day. That was the one that really caught my attention this morning because it said there is not a moment in which God's voice ceases to call on my forgiveness to save me (laughs) Um, because I have a a nasty addiction called uh, judgment and it does not want to go away I don't act on it anymore but my thoughts are are judgmental. My thoughts still want to punish or get even or you know, it's just like or even just say that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> it's wrong. And I'm right. And I have to forgive myself constantly because I'm not capable of judging. That's why we're all innocent. I don't know what happened to that person and why they're acting the way they are towards me. But what I'm being told is that as long as I have any judgmental thoughts, never mind that I don't even act on them, but I'm still thinking them. (laughs) That, you know, that I'm really judging myself. And so I'm going to attract people who are going to judge and condemn me the way my thoughts are still judging and condemning them. So this, you know, forgiveness, God's voice speaks to me all through the day to remind me, Sandra, forgive yourself, forgive everybody, forgive the world, because that's the only way out of here, <laughs> to forgive it. And I mean, I mean, I can't just say the words, I I can't think those kind of thoughts anymore. You know, of uh, this is wrong, and this shouldn't happen, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and just be a space of, be the space of the Holy Spirit. You know, eventually, I guess, if I call on Holy Spirit enough and ask to be shown the truth, and if I forgive myself and everybody else enough and see the innocence in us all, um, eventually I will be the Holy Spirit. And I won't have to call on anything anymore because I'll be fully um, persevered I'll be fully um, integrated and, um, yeah, I'll just be the Holy Spirit here for myself and for everybody else. And that's what it's asking me to share. It's, It's telling me in that last paragraph that the Holy Spirit is so freely given to us and it's my job to freely give it to everybody else, which means stop all judgment. Even thoughts of judging. So that's my cutting edge for this morning, and I will continue to forgive myself and forgive everybody else.
0: Uncomplete.
7: Yes, thank
0: you. Oh, that was great, Sandra. Thank you very I much. Your
7: dedica- well, I love your dedication.
0: While you're speaking, thank you, Charles. I'm sorry I interrupted thank you. you.
2: I just could I just say one thing. Oh sure, (laughs) Robert. Yeah, Yeah, before I go to work, I just love this uh, sentence in eighty one, paragraph eighty one. What you need to learn now is that only infinite patience can produce immediate effects. (laughs) I just love that, so I'm going to try to have infinite patience with all those little twos and threes and fours and five-year-olds. <laughs> yes. Thank, and, my, and, my, and my kitten. And my kitten. That's really... <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, everybody. Thank you.
0: Thank
4: you, Robert. I and thank I
0: you. assure you that when you do that, they will know it. So, okay. thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Very well. Patricia here and everything story is ripening my writing because uh recently there's a forgiveness by the minute is the prescription prescribed i have a poem there but it's it's so glorious how forgiveness by the minute is the prescription prescribed For the eternal self to arise. Our patience with each other as perfect, eternal selves. No patience is needed for eternal self to know I can love you where you are. The child of God, knowing every second is the dose of eternal patience. Knowing you are awakening and everything I fear is that what you bring to me as perfection. Knowing the eternal self, you guys, with this chapter is a really big, glorious step when time ends. Time is simply the drop of love. One drop that we are given this book to know the next page. Let go of everything you think about a meaning because we are eternal. We
8: are forever. Don't push anyone,
1: especially oneself.
0: Forgiveness
1: by the minute is the
0: dosage prescribed. Love ya. Thank you. Oh, that was so wonderful. Thank you, Patricia. Hmm. I just got to follow up, because you know me. When I let go, then I got to do some funny thing, because we all know. It isn't about getting it right. We know or we wouldn't be on paragraph 81. We know we're not here to get it right. We're here to love everybody on their way. It isn't easy, but we know it. And we own it. Oh, God. Love No more right or wrong. No more right or wrong, (laughs) honey. Words only belong to loving everyone else because they're the ones that show us our blind moments. Love you. Thank you, Patricia. Amen.
7: Thank you, Patricia.
0: Thank you, Patricia.
4: Good morning, Karen. Um, Hi, Karen. Hi. God is the love in which I forgive. Um, I love that. And I was thinking, accepting my innocence is really, it must be like my, my main curriculum right now. So, when we were reading from the text, I thought, this was just so powerful, I wish I could tell it to the people in my life. Guilt feelings are the preservers of time, they induce fears of future retaliation and abandonment, and ensure that the future will remain like the past. This is the ego's continuity. we can escape from it, we can and we must, because God offers us eternity in exchange. Choose to make this exchange. God is the love in which I forgive. When I accept and this was also in the lesson yesterday. um, When I accept my innocence. When I let go of the past and the course calls that forgiveness. When I accept innocence and let go of guilt um, I can escape from this ego drama of time of repeating all the past woundedness and all of the um, abandonment and retaliation and all of it can be released and escaped and what I'm seeing in my life right now is I'm seeing people in my life that are like witnesses to me of the things I hate the most in myself or haven't forgiven. And um, I don't really know how to get to the deep place where I can touch what needs to be forgiven. But when I look out and I see that, I say, I forgive myself. Because I know it's not about them. If it wasn't about me, it wouldn't be showing up. That's what I think the Course is teaching me. That it is, and when I have fear, you know, there is nothing to fear. The third, the third lesson, which we reviewed today, there is nothing to fear. If I feel like there's anything to fear, then I've slipped into that place where I must feel guilty. I must think I'm going to be punished. I must be self-identified with something I did wrong because I have to, um, And I love this other line from the text reading today that jumped out out at me. Two voices speak for different interpretations of the same thing simultaneously. And that is so true. Every single thing in my life that gives me a problem, that makes me feel fearful, it's always the ego's interpretation. It's never God's interpretation. It's never the voice of God in the Holy Spirit. I've somehow slipped into the place where i'm listening to my ego again and the other voice the voice of the holy spirit god speaking through me all through the day is there it just i have to go a little deeper so i guess what i'm trying to say is that whenever guilt or fear shows up it's a, it means course correction it means realignment it means whoops i slipped and if I'm judging someone else or seeing something in someone else that I definitely um, <laughs> have a problem with, don't like, I may not understand it. And I don't think the Course wants me to go into a big introspection and uh, analyzing anything. But I know that it's about me and there's got to be some forgiveness that I haven't um, offered in the situation Because if I can't see the person's innocence, it's invariably it's not about them. Got to be about me and my own judgments. Um, Thank you for letting me share that. I think that's good enough. I'm complete.
7: Beautiful. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, thank you. that was? Thank you.
0: An excellent introspection on how it works. Thank you very much, Karen.
6: Thank you.
7: Very heartfelt indeed.
6: For your share. This
7: this, this is Charles here. I'm sorry.
0: Charles Um. and Judy?
7: Okay, thank you. I'm just being brought to mind about the original sin. And we always think of fear as being the epitode of of sin, but when you look at the shame, the shame one felt to hide themselves and to be able to project onto others the blame for the shame. Adam blamed Eve and Eve blamed the serpent. It's a natural consequence of shame is to project blame outside. And sometimes... We don't really see shame as fear. And so I'm just bringing that to, to the point right now that shame does produce fear. Fear of judgment, fear of not being good enough, fear of doing something wrong, fear of disobedience. Judge, God judges us not. Loves us wholly. He judged us not from the garden. He just said, this is the consequences of shame. Once you forgive yourself of shame, you'll enter back into the garden. You'll enter back into home, who we are. God did not judge us. He just said, these are the consequences of shame. Once you release the shame you feel inside... There'll be nothing holding you back from being who you truly are. And this is what I feel. I'm hearing and, and it's a big lesson for me to realize how sh- much shame I feel within myself for how I look, how I behave with myself, how I've treated myself, how I've ignored Um, all these things come from the shame that I feel has passed down from the origins of being itself. I just thought I'd share. Thank you for bringing that to my attention and for your love and for your dedication to the truth. Amen.
0: Thank you, Charles.
6: I appreciate your transparency. Thank you. Thank you,
0: Charles.
5: <laughs> Judy? Yes, thank you, Lori. Good morning. I um.
8: I'm coming from a place, a placeless place, the awareness of love's presence, God's presence in everything as everything, it being all that there is, the truth universally at one with itself, that I am, I am that. And to know that, be aware of that, that presence in silence, in peace, in joy, takes joy, divine joy, in expressing itself. And in doing the lessons again, coming more deeply into appreciation of what it's trying to teach us, that we misperceive ourselves through perception itself, that all perception, all thought, thinking, is projection. And it's projected a world, a world that we perceive through a mistaken identity through our bodies. That we can perceive our bodies makes it an object of perception in and of itself. And we are not an object... What we are is formless, changeless, inalterable, undisturbable, always at peace, always happy. And the, um, the lessons today, doing the lessons this morning, um, the one line that Sandra read that um, the voice in the, the, the lesson, the voice of God, speaks to me all through the day calls upon my forgiveness my forgiveness to release me from my illusions of myself. And you know, in in, in prior lessons it says what is real and what is true and is only true and nothing else is true. And that we need the Holy Spirit to discern what is true and what is not true. We have put our belief in faith in our perceptions of ourselves. And all of that must be undone by the Holy Spirit. We can't do it because we believe in it. We have our faith in it. And so, recognizing that all thoughts are fragments and partial and in part are not the totality of what and who I am. That all that I think is unreal and all that I perceive by projecting my thoughts outside of me is unreal. That is what makes the body unreal and that is what makes the world unreal in the true sense of the word truth. Now, now, here and now, the, the Course teaches me that my real thoughts that come from the mind of God are universal, universally applicable, and that the only true thoughts are loving thoughts. And everything else is not true. It's partial and fragments and judgmental, inherently judgmental, because it's fragmented of the totality of reality, which is imperceivable. We can't see it with the body's eye. We can know it with our heart, through vision, through aligning ourselves and restoring ourselves as one-mindedness, as God's mind is one-mindedness. That's love calling to everything to be love itself, as it is in truth. Now, the lessons prior lessons say that thinking as I think i 'm thinking, none of the, those thoughts are true or have anything to do with reality, and nothing that I think I see with my body's eyes are what vision will behold in my heart that i be I am in being with and withholding within. Nothing is outside of me. Everything is within me, and I am everything. I am the kingdom of heaven. There is nothing that I am not as the Son of God. This is what makes me truly blessed, truly blessed and holy. And in my holiness, I hold everything as holy within the wholeness of it. There's nothing partial about it it's one that it's, its totality is what it is and even to say it is too much it's beyond words it's beyond thought it's beyond feelings it's beyond experience even but we can know it because it is us and the time that the idea of time Time is just past and future. And, and, and the idea that there's continuity to it, that something comes before or is after, when it's always now in thought. And thought as, as time is time. It's fragmenting, fragmenting, fragmenting the always, already now, what is always already now. It's complete in it's accomplishment. There's so much in this course. So much. And to make ourselves little and to think that in our littleness we can understand it, to, to recognize and realize that there's no knowing it in the littleness of ourselves, that we have to let, totally let, go, surrender, the idea that we can comprehend it because it's incomprehensible. To go to the I don't know mind and let every thought go, every thought I think, I know about anything, even about God, and to come holy, empty-handed, and open-minded and open-hearted and let God reveal himself to me. I treasure these words. I treasure them, and I hold them fast. I am changeless spirit in service of the mind of God. How would God have me see? How would God have me hear? Him, Him in everything, everywhere, and always. I am complete.
0: Thank you, Judy. Yes, you are. Oh, Judy, this is Patricia. I got to thank you from this eternal place. We said, you know, every word is asking for forgiveness. Every word and thought to you, as I listen, is saying, can be liberated. Every word is asking to be given forgiveness. And it takes me to the hour before call of the Course of Miracles of something got written that I shared to stretch our minds that no such words that we can speak are errors. We have a new language flowing through us. And it said, Here, stretch that innocent Christ mind of eternal self that knows forgiveness is not needed when you have forever to ripen yourself. The word fire might change meaning And it told me this. What if
1: fire is
0: fear digesting light? Fear digesting light. Oh, my. How amazing would it be if every word was from God, and fire could be an element of me as fear digesting light. Oh, my. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. Beautiful. Follow with the thing that personally (laughs) called me when shame was brought up because the last 24 hours in the night before I entered the call before this one, I was awoken around 1 a.m. with a, a shower of shame and the shower was so strong that would grab onto anything that I had ever lived in my life that I could attach to such a thing as um, impossible sin. And it was uncomfortable beyond measure, you guys. I felt it and I was given this message. I'm not here to be separate from knowing what it feels like. I'm not here to be separate from it anymore. And so I just said, okay, if that's what my life is going to be lived out, then what is it I say yes to if it's a total life of shame? and I was held I was held I was held with the eternal oh honey if you could see the photo above my bed oh my god I was held by something that said okay no one else need know this but you Let shame in, honey. Let yourself know what it feels like when others don't understand. Let yourself remember forever. And so when shame was brought up this morning, it hit me really strong. What compassion we're being called for. You know, and we all know we wouldn't be on this page if we did not know we are not a body. We are a soul made of love. And we are learning what it's like to be angels in the blind and love it beyond measure. Whether it feels good or bad, happy or sad, we are the love in it. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. That was so elevating. Well, we've come to the end of our recorded call. Uh, but not to the end of our call. And uh, and I think if there's any message in this reading today, in our lesson today, it is let the Holy Spirit reinterpret me to me. Yesterday we read about the importance of this question, what do I want? What do I want? And this work tells us that you perceive what you believe is there and you believe it's there because you want it there. When I align my my will, my wanting, my intent for reinterpretation through the Holy Spirit, something wonderful happens that's like this. Perception has a focus. It is this which gives consistency to what you see change but this focus what you want and what you behold will change accordingly your vision now will shift to give support to the intent which has replaced the one you held before remove your focus on your brother's sins and you experience the peace that comes from faith in sinlessness this faith receives its only sure support from what you see in others past their sins for their mistakes If focused on are witnesses to sins in you and you will not transcend their sight and see the sinlessness that lies beyond we do not ask for fantasies for what we seek to look upon is really there And as our focus goes beyond mistakes, we will behold a holy, sinless world. And when seeing this is all we want to see, when this is all we seek for in the name of true perception, are the eyes of Christ inevitably ours. And the love He feels for us becomes our own as well. This will become the only thing we see reflected in the world and in ourselves. Perception has a focus. Change but the focus and what you behold will change accordingly. And your vision will give support to the intent that replaced the one you held before. This is our great invitation as well as the magnificent promise of this work, this lesson this discussion of time and eternity amen and I'm so grateful for every voice lifted up in this direction today thank you all (sighs) wonderful call